Welcome to Inside Scoop with Sean Emery. Every week we are examining something new, bringing you closer to companies, sectors, and themes. This recording should not be construed as a substitute for personalized individual advice from Avery and Company or any guests on the show. This is for educational purposes only and not intended to make an offer or solicitation for any companies or securities mentioned. With that, let's get on with the episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Open on Public Live. Today is Thursday, April 28th, and I'm your host, Anne Berry. The markets move fast, and so to help us all start our day with the latest financial news, we're bringing you The Open, 15 minutes of the top headlines every weekday morning. So let's get right into it. Stocks on track right now to open sharply higher as earnings drive positive sentiment for investors. What a sea change from where we've been over the last couple of weeks on this front, folks. The most important, significant report is Meta. Shares of the Facebook parent company are soaring after reporting better than expected earnings. And so let's invite our guest, Sean Emery, Chief Investment Officer at Avery & Co. to join us now. Sean Thanks for thanks for coming on. And good morning. Good morning, everybody. Sean, tell us what you think about these meta earnings. Yeah. Um, I, so, so, full disclosure: we're investors in Meta, so it's been a difficult three months and a pretty good uh, seven years. Um, and I think the the big takeaway is that it's a sigh of relief for many uh, investors out there from the standpoint of uh, user growth, right? I think there's this concept or belief that. Um, uh, TikTok is essentially uh, taking users across the board, which in some ways I think what's happening here is actually it's just a new platform that is taking more share from uh, other mediums. Um, the monthly active user kind of stabilizing specifically in the U.S. in terms of a uh, million user growth, uh, along with kind of uh, Mark Zuckerberg coming in and suggesting that they're going to be prudent in terms of spend. I think that was the big knock from high side investors was really around how much are they going to spend here while revenue growth is slowing? Last but not least, I think when you take the guidance they gave back uh, last quarter, which was for 7 to around 11% revenue growth, uh, they hit around 6 But in constant currency with the, with the U.S. dollar moving so aggressively around the world, um, the, you add back that constant currency, you get around 10 to 11% growth. So the top of the range in terms of what they set out, Knock on uh, Russia and Ukraine was not taking place during uh, their guidance uh, last quarter. What that ultimately means is this company was probably growing in the low to mid teens uh, pre uh, Russia, Ukraine, constant currency. In addition to, I think you actually have a stronger underlying core business than what some of the the data or what someone was feared uh, in the marketplace. So that's kind of the key takeaway for Facebook for us. So, Sean, it's interesting because you've touched on a couple of things. You did talk about user growth, but you've talked about some fundamentals as well. When you look at what happened to Netflix, it's all about user growth, or in that case, user decline. But with Meta, it sounds as though you feel there are other growth opportunities beyond just the user base. Is, is that a fair way to think about how you're looking at it? Yeah, so there's clearly more. So it's all about ad inventory, and that's the beauty of an ad model is as long as you have enough engagement, the engagement is constant or growing, and users are constant uh, in some capacity, it's all about ad inventory and then the data around kind of the user base. Obviously, there's IDFA, which is the ID kind of identifier 
uh, that Apple set in place. So that these numbers actually take that into account. Uh, in the second half of this year, we're going to be lapping uh, year over year relative to the, the start of IDFA. So mm-hmm. you should start to see that as a tailwind. Um, and then reels, right? So I think we all, when we're on Instagram, we, we notice our, our experience kind of turning to reels. Very little ads are being placed into reels at the moment relative to the other formats like stories and feed. And on the call, on the earnings call, they mentioned that reels is now 20% of all uh, kind of engagement and usage on Instagram today. So we know 20% of the engagement right now is not necessarily being monetized at a pretty high level. Mm-hmm. So that ultimately spells what you were talking about, which is opportunity to monetize that at a higher level, similar to story, similar to feed. That may take a year. That may take like progressionally several years, right, to get to where they want to be. But over time, you'll see that continue to improve. And what about, uh, Sean, some of the other buzz that we've been hearing about Meta in the past? Uh, I feel like this time last year, we were all starting to get excited uh, about the Metaverse and VR products. What do you think about that for driving this great reaction to Meta today? Yeah, so so I'm a believer and we're believers in kind of the concept around the Metaverse. Uh, Again, not necessarily this experience that we're all just sitting there and, and kind of in our avatars, but more so that there's real commercial uh, experiences that can take place, whether it's obviously meeting with somebody uh, over uh, internationally, right, and, and speaking to them or showing them kind of products in either augmented reality or virtual reality. Think of like airlines, right? Instead of developing the, uh, the uh, airplane uh, physically, you make it uh, not physically, and you can essentially uh, sh- show that in a kind of 3D VR format um, and show the experience there, home, home buying experience. Um, I think there's a lot of commercial viability there. On the call, uh, Zuckerberg did mention um, they're launching a new product, which is going to be focused more on work. It's going to be a high-end product. Um, on May 9th, they actually opened their first store uh, in California hmm. around all their different product lines. So I, one of their other product lines is going to be uh, in partnership with Ray-Ban, which is all around augmented reality. Um, so if you listen to Zuckerberg outside of just earnings calls and press releases and you you go and you listen to some of the stuff he does in podcasts and such. Obviously, he, he's, he gets an hour and a half to really explain the vision. I, I, I ask everyone, if, if you are interested in the concepts, go to those and listen to what he's saying there. I think he could be a little bit more elaborate in terms of what he sees there. But this is a 10-year journey. Um, what we know is Zuckerberg rarely misses on ideas. Um, and this is another idea that obviously he has in place, putting his money where his mouth is. He's also, again, on the earnings call, he was deliberate in saying, we're going to be prudent. I think that's where the investor base was getting a little bit spooked around, you say you're going to spend $10 billion a year, um, but now you're talking about, okay, we're going to be prudent and disciplined in terms of how we spend for the new reality in the future. And if macro economy starts to weaken uh, on a go-forward basis, they'll again be prudent around the concept of investing in the future. Um, and instead of just kind of leaning in without any discretion of margin. So speaking of uh, margin and cost containment, Sean, that's been a really big theme for Amazon. Amazon's reporting after the bell today. Apple's reporting after the bell today. What are you going to be watching out for? Well, yeah, margins for sure. Um, I think uh, supply chain and, and everything around Apple is, is the focus there. Um, what's the demand for the phone and, and kind of any new uh, 
um, uh, uh, comments around kind of new devices and, and, and the such. Uh, I know they've been talking about uh, augmented virtual reality, so anything there. But there it's really a margin story, right? It's about the supply chain. They arguably have the best view in terms of supply chain globally. Last mm-hmm. quarter, they, they talked about that, and it was kind of a relief uh, for most when they said it's not as bad as it was the quarter before. Um, and then on the Amazon side, it's a tale of two stories. It's clearly, like you said in the opening, which was uh, you have the kind of um, the their business around selling goods and obviously their marketplace. Um, that's one. I don't think that's the big story here. I think it's their obviously AWS, their cloud computing division. How the, what's the success there? We've already seen Google. We've already seen Microsoft. Both were very, very strong. Uh, Amazon has to come out with a very strong AWS number because uh, we know the marketplace business isn't going to be weak, maybe necessarily to expectations, but it's going to be weaker than several years ago. And I think AWS is the big story that everyone is focused on because the other two cloud players um, highlighted really strong results. So it's got to be strong. It's got to be just as strong uh, in terms of trajectory. That's what we're looking at. But it's going to be a tale of two stories for sure. Really excited to see those one comes out. And Sean, when you think about uh, tech valuations broadly, how are you? What's your what's your instinct on how those are going to trend coming out of this massive week for for Fang stocks? Man, yeah, it was, it was cheap a month ago. It was cheap two months ago. <laughs> uh, and um, you know, there, there there's been good points where uh, some people have articulated the uh, you know there's index rebalancing, how index will rebalance based on certain figures. And yeah. you, you really do look around. You see like a company like Salesforce trading at 17 times cash for the lowest in history. You know, Facebook trading below bank stocks, trading below IBM. I mean, these are, I mean, obviously the businesses have to continue to do what they do. Um, but from a valuation perspective, I mean, these are in some cases, some pockets are value, value oriented uh, kind of metrics. Um, you know, again, if you have a long-term time horizon and, and you really have that, uh, and you believe in kind of the fundamentals of some of these businesses, I think uh, um, it's an interesting opportunity for many out there that I don't think we've seen in a very long time. There's obviously, again, it's not uh, a blanket comment in terms of all of tech. Obviously, there's still pockets where there's zero profits and valuations are okay. Um, and But again, there's plenty of pockets now at this stage uh, in the cycle of uh, pretty uh, – attractive valuations across the board. So that's kind of like my broad swooping comment around uh, tech in general. Sounds like you're going to be going hunting, Sean, in the sector. Let's uh, let's zoom out for a second and look at overall U.S. economic growth, which did decline unexpectedly 1.4% in the first quarter, right as inflation continues to run hot. So just round us out here. Concerned about this or are you feeling pretty calm? Yeah, you know, again, it, it goes back to the common. It, it, maybe it's not that easy to, to say when, when things are so volatile. It's it's really if you do have this long-term time horizon, you know, these companies are, many of these companies are growing outside of, like, economic growth, right? Are you are you owning a company that's growing at 15% in an economy that's growing at 3 What does that tell you about the longevity of that business? Um, look, I think at the end of the day, if, if you're scared about inflation, I think lower uh, economic growth should be welcomed. Um, because that's ultimately what the Fed is is trying to 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 do here, right? Is get growth under control, not growth under control, but price under control. And generally speaking, if the economy is not growing, prices tend to follow suit uh, in terms of um, uh, demand. And I think ultimately it's a positive thing if you're trying to get past the inflation cycle, uh, which I think is on the top of everybody's mind. Which is when is inflation really going to peak? 
Look, as soon as it really starts speaking, you start to get several uh, months and quarters of uh, of uh, that toppiness or deceleration and in inflation. That's where some of the names we just talked about, I think, uh, start to catch their bid. Um, so anyways, that's kind of our, our broader view on the economy and, and try to own good companies that you, you have a long-term time horizon. That's really the way to get through many of these cycles. Well, hopefully we've seen peak inflation at this point. Sean Emery, thank you so much for joining